And welcome to this episode of Irreligiosophy 2.0, the one true podcast. It's the Skunkies. Matt, you sound less drunk than you did last year. I'm starting sober. <laughs> and I shall be getting drunk. That is a serious, serious mistake. Uh, probably, yes. But, but it ensures a good quality content that will quickly devolve into bad quality content we're going to ease you into matt's drunken stupor i gotta i gotta be able to see for a while because i have okay. to stuff down <laughs> at some point it's gonna get blurry and then who knows how else it'll end uh, speaking of drunkenness chuck yeah uh i put out a call to our facebook friends on recommendations for what i should be drinking during the skunkies did you say facebook friend singular <laughs> i to my facebook friend and my facebook friend you don't know who my Facebook friend is? No. <laughs> we only have one Facebook friend. <laughs> it's, hold on. Hear that? And it's it's Mark Zuckerberg. Isn't it like uh, the first oh, friend you get? Yeah. I shared his post and I'm waiting for my money. <laughs> it's coming soon. <laughs> no, it's Charles Reese who reminded us of Christopher Hitchens' favorite whiskey, which is Johnny Walker Black. So here's to Christopher Hitchens' Who's rotting somewhere in his grave, but... Um, you know, that's cares. probably what killed him. Uh, the alcohol? I yeah. thought it was cancer. <laughs> Does alcohol cause cancer? It was that. that alcoholic beverage that killed him. Johnny Walker. That's what we call it, Johnny Walker Black. It's short for Johnny Walker Black Tumor. So. <laughs> <laughs> you really shouldn't drink this stuff. We couldn't have named it any better. Uh, now, I did start um, with um, the High West... Uh, whiskey, uh, the Rendezvous Rye, which is a whiskey produced here in Park City, Utah. Oh. So try it. It's not Brigham's Brew? No. Polygamy no. Porter? Polygamy. No, that's just some beer. Oh. Um, no, no, this is an actual whiskey made in Utah. And actually, it's really decent. So if you get a chance, try it. We're going we're gonna to move on to the Skunkies. I'm currently drinking. Yeah, this is the Skunkies. We've been doing the Skunkies. The skunk- we're doing the Skunkies. Let's get to the Skunkies. Except... Before that, let's get to the movie awards. What? 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 What movie awards? I thought that was the Oscars. Thanks for asking, Chuck. Uh, we're doing a movie award this year. Okay. Excellent. There's two nominees. Let me guess. <laughs> Is it the? Are you going to guess the two movies we reviewed? <laughs> yeah, the ones we did podcasts on this year. Chuck, what are our nominees? Our nominees are number one. Do you believe? And at number two, God's not dead. No. Now, that's a holdover from last year. I'm putting it oh, in yeah. the running. Okay, well, all right. All right. Let and me. it's only fair because Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas is also from last year. You know, know that's a 2014 movie? <laughs> it is a 2014. And you know that we We're, also um, we nominated it last year? <laughs> We're still talking about it. It's so bad. It made it all the way into this year. It's never going away. It, it got around. Well, and it's also because this is the year we finally got around the scene. Yeah. Well, they hid it away. 
they took it out of theaters and like uh, this will never see the light of day again i know it was it's like the ark of the covenant it's hidden away (laughs) (laughs) we have to go unbury it usually movies that don't do well in the box office they'll like just run some dvds so that hoping that they can make some money but I, i think the idea here was that it's not worth the DVD that it's printed on, so we're probably going to lose money on DVDs, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. the DVDs actually cost more than what they <laughs> <laughs> Mass-produced DVDs at .01 cent each. We're losing money. So that's it, Matt. Uh, do you believe and Kirk Cameron saving Christmas? Or is it Liberty University's Kirk Cameron's saving Christmas? I believe it's uh, Mike Huckabee presents Liberty University's <laughs> Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas, starring Kirk Cameron. Oh, that would have been even better if Mike <laughs> Huckabee had like a cameo about how persecuted and criminalized Christianity is. Oh, that would have been perfect. Like during the dance sequence, he walked in. He was like, this is nothing less than the criminalization of Christianity. <laughs> and then Kirk Cameron goes, uh, criminalizing Christianity is okay because, and then he just pulls something out of his ass. Yeah, he's like, you're wrong. <laughs> you're all wrong. <laughs> uh, here's your first category, Chuck. It's the best worst movie of 2015. Best worst movie of 2015. Uh, I'm going with uh, Furious 7. Faster. That was fantastic. What are you talking about? <laughs> I haven't you seen it. the part where they skydived cars out of a plane? I haven't seen it. I just saw the uh, part of the movie where <laughs> The Rock breaks out of his cast. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. Like, fuck this cast. <laughs> <laughs> fuck healing. It's like the Hulk <laughs> bursting out of his pants. <laughs> um, no, no. They, hide, they, they skydived cars with round parachutes, which means what? can't steer right and they all landed on a twisty mountain road just, except, <laughs> except for of course the black guy because, you know, racism oh uh, yes of course yeah but he still made it to the road eventually in his mustang so <laughs> no but the best worst movie is where's the envelope it's kirk cameron saving christmas how can that be when it was made in 2014 i told you it's so bad it leaks <laughs> It's, it goes beyond time and space. It's, it's like, uh, what's that quantum thing? Um, quantum decoupling? No. I've already drank too much. Entanglement? Uh, quantum yes! entanglement? It's quantum entanglement. Yeah. It's also, it's in this year's and it's in last year's. It's I'm not sure very many theaters played it in the year 2014. But, uh... <laughs> uh, uh, next category. Uh, go, would you like to take this one? Please. Uh, the next category is uh, Best Kiss. Best Kiss. And Matt, our uh, nominees are... Meg Ryan from Sleepless in Seattle. Uh, number two, the Spider-Man Kiss. Uh, oh, the Upside Down Kiss? Yeah, one of those Spider-Man movies. Did you know that, um, according to the actors, it was horrible because the water was running down Toby Maguire's face into his nose? Oh, that is romantic. <laughs> It's romantic. He's like, I'm drowning. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Uh, what else we got? Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Kate Winslet, uh, where they were frozen to death in Titanic. Yes. Also, Leonardo DiCaprio and the Bear, best kiss from The oh, Revenant. That was good. That was awesome. Well, yeah, uh, that's the best humping scene. The yeah. best bear humping scene. <laughs> 
and finally, and oh, finally, yeah, there's more. Luke and Leia Skywalker uh, in The Empire Strikes Back. Oh my God, she kisses him to get at Han Solo in the beginning, but then later on, when he gets his hand chopped off, and then she puts him in like the little med bay on the Falcon, she yeah. gives him another kiss. Yeah, there was a little tongue in the second one. Oh, oh, I was like, oh, we we know. <laughs> oh. Like, yeah. Stop kissing each other. This isn't the Duggars. This isn't 19 <laughs> kids in county. I can't. No. And the winner is... It's Darren Doan and the floor from Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. <laughs> when he just made out with the floor, like slid along the floor into the presence. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, next category is the worst scene in which two characters blather on an SUV. Oh, yeah. Uh, here's your nominees. Uh, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith in Bad Boys 1 and Bad Boys 2. Steve Martin and John Candy in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Uh, Matthew Broderick and a monkey from Project <laughs> X. <laughs> 1980s. <laughs> Clint Eastwood and an orangutan in Every Which Way But Loose, 1970-something? James Franco and a chimpanzee from uh, God of the Planet of the Apes. (laughs) Uh, And the winner is... Oh, God, surprise. It's Kirk Cameron and Darren Doan from Kirk Cameron's Saint Christmas. Oh, they, they ran away with that one. Yeah. That was definitely the worst scene in which two characters blathered on in an SUV. Uh, yes. For 95% <laughs> of the movie. Uh, next category, Chuck? The next category, uh, best worst non-sequitur conspiracy theory anti-science rap. Uh, and that's going to have to go to uh, Darren Dunham? Brian Dunham? Right. Lena Dunning? Dunham? <laughs> Brian Dunham? Lena Dunham from HBO's <laughs> Girls. <laughs> Brian Dunning, is that his name? Uh, Dunning-Kruger from the Dunning-Kruger effect. Matt, that's going to have to go to Brian Dunning of Skeptoid. Have you seen his rap? Have you heard that? Uh, I I am fortunate to have not seen his rap. Uh, it may have been pro-science, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm nominating it anyway. And I'm going to play uh, a little bit right now. You're at a seance. Say you're looking for your Uncle Bob. But your spirit guy didn't lock the doorknob. We bust in and flip the switch. That's just a parlor trick. Tell your psychic to hit the bricks. <laughs> or you're in merry old England in the countryside. See a crop circle. Must be 50 meters wide. Snap a picture quick. Because we're coming with a thick, dusty coating of Monsanto up in your plant rows. We got chemicals in here. We got radar. We got calibrated meters. Every time the cheater's gonna start a new attack. And we got your back. Break up their alliance. It's not us, it's just science. Now your friend shot some footage of an alien. He says it's real, we say you better look again. Check the zipper on the back and the sticker on the crack. The ET's made out of PVC. It's like Bigfoot. When your buddy says watch, he shows you 27 pixels and he says that's Sasquatch. Or a Yeti or an ape from Mongolia. But it's just pareidolia. We got analysts in here, we got Photoshop doing our inspection. Checking the reflections and the tricks. Send them back where they came from. With intellectual napalm. 
Now your kid's in school and he's got a cough. And the principal thinks he's looking kind of soft. It's time for vaccination, but the hater nation say they're anti-vax. Well, we say that's wax. They say it just feels right, that is just common sense. But extraordinary claims need extraordinary evidence. Anecdotes fail because of confirmation bias. It's not us, it's just science. So what's your star sign? Never mind, because they'll tell you what you want to know. Stroke your ego, put you on a talk show. Make their psychic predictions. But it's all fiction. When push meets shove, they shun the fight. Creeping back online to conspiracy websites. Make you pay to click the link. Banking small time cash, because they got you not to think. We got logic up in here in full supply. Bring your A game if you want to fool the skeptical eye. If you can prove what you say, we'll make you filthy rich. But you best not glitch. We got a million dollar prize if you got what it takes. But nothing makes our day like busting fakes. So don't frown if we mark you down for non-compliance. It's not us, it's just science. This is fantastic. <laughs> that is the greatest. I actually had a different winner. But this is the winner now. <laughs> that is, again, the most amazing thing I've ever seen anyone Wait, do. There's more nominees, though. Oh. Uh, never, I thought this was a pretty yeah. narrow field. Best, worst, non-sequitur, conspiracy theory, anti-science rap. I know, but then there's um, that black guy from Revenge of the Nerds in the big showdown at the end oh yeah Everybody clap your hands. We lambda, 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 and Omega Moon. And we've come here on stage tonight to do a show for you. We got a rockin' rhythm and a high-tech sound that'll make you move your body down to the ground. We got Poindexter on the violin, and Lewis and Gilbert will be joining in. We got Booga Presley on the mean guitar, and a rap by little old me, Lamar. We got Takashi beating on his gong. The boys and the moves are clapping along. And just when you thought you seen it all, along comes a lambda four-foot tall. So we will come on out here on the floor, so we can work our bodies like never before. Break.
forget that. It was a wrap, so I'm including it. And finally, Tupac. And Tupac. <laughs> His entire body of work. Uh, who's the winner? The winner is, uh... Uh, you know, I, I don't know who it was, but it was the one dude who kind of resembles David Cross but isn't listed in the credits. That's right. Come on Kirk, up. Kirk Cameron saving Christmas. Oh, wait. We're, we're not on stage. <laughs> Sorry. Got all excited. <laughs> I, You know, it's so funny. I wanted to give his name, and I went to, like, IMDb, and I, like, searched a bunch of other stuff. He's not He's not in the credits. Yeah. Like, half the people, only, like, Kirk Cameron, Darren Dunn, uh, the girl who played the wife. And that's it. Oh, yeah. no, no. And and the guy who plays um, the crazy uh, bear man who beats the shit out of everybody. Oh, uh, yeah, St. Nicholas. Yeah, St. Nicholas. Yeah. That guy is, uh, and apparently he's in all the Pure Flix movies now. And some big uh, hulking. Uh, I, I think you had to be related to Kirk Cameron, like directly related to Kirk Cameron yeah. or Darren Doan to be listed in the credits of that movie. But neither of those two guys that did all the rapping and the dancing and the shit. Like, wanted to be listed. Either they didn't want to, or they just didn't get listed. Like the crazy friend from work didn't get listed either? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Next category is the best, worst, hot chocolate, convincing drinking. Matt, the nominees are anyone who ever drinks hot chocolate or coffee in any show ever. That's right. And the winner is... Anyone who ever drank hot chocolate or coffee, which there was no coffee, but hot chocolate... In Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. Oh, yeah. They're the worst. Did I tell you how much that bugged me? <laughs> like, still, still annoyed by that. Only like eight times. <laughs> it never gets old. Matt, uh, the uh, next category is weirdest moment. There's no context given to that category. It is just the weirdest moment, apparently, in history. Yeah. I'm going to go with um, a flight attendant who I worked with the other day. Yeah. He gave me this weird stare. It oh, was, yeah. It was a weird moment. That's up in my top ten. Yeah. I don't know what was happening, but she just looked at me, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> Something weird's going on here. The actual weirdest moment uh, was when Kirk Cameron was channeling Satan. That was weird. Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. Congratulations. I didn't see that come. That was yeah. weird, though. That that was the moment that turned the whole movie around for me. It did. That that was that was the whole that was the moment which I realized I've been watching this movie all wrong. This is yeah. all the work of Satan. There is <laughs> a massive subtext that we, we neither of us got until that moment. <laughs> exactly. Uh, next category: uh, best appropriation of another home's meal service. Oh yeah. Uh, the winner is. Uh... Oh, this is. Oh uh, yes. I didn't see this coming. It's Kirk Cameron in Saving Christmas. Oh, yeah, when he said, let's feast. Let's feast, bitches. Not even in his own fucking home. I know. And then the the lady who actually owned the home was like, uh, uh, it's not ready. Next category, Matt, is best wait. What? Wait, what? Yeah. What's the category? That's it. Best wait. Wait, what? Oh, best wait, what? Oh, and the nominees are that virus in, what's that movie? Independence Day. (laughs) <laughs> uh, uploaded from Mac into an alien's computer and it just shuts him down. Everyone in the universe uses a Mac. Oh, 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 That was the virus <laughs> thing on the screen. The laughing was like skull. Laughing skull. Yeah, laughing <laughs> the skull. pirate skull. And the, and the alien was like, in my culture, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I 
attack you. We will not attack you now and go home. Oh, my God. That made perfect sense to me. I don't know why that's in this category. Really? Because I was like, wait, what? The actual winner is... Kirk Cameron's defense of rampant materialism in Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was weird. That beats out that other one. That was a weird thing in that movie. I guess it I guess it does make sense in the larger context of the theme of the movie, which was fuck poor people. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it does make perfect sense. It was like and to further piss off the poor your poor neighbors. Be as fucking materialistic in their face as you possibly can. Don't forget your finest lizard. Lin- yeah. Lizards? Your finest lesbian. <laughs> your, your finest lizard. Your best gravy. Just pull it out. And the richest butter. The rich. Oh, the butter. Oh, yeah. The butter. Uh, next category, Chuck. Best editing. This was a hard category. There were a lot of entrants. Oh, Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas. Nominated for best editing. Yep. There was some good editing they did in there. That was some I Especially editing. like the first false starts like someone like stuck three random false starts into the first part of the movie i know chuck editing is an art it's not you know it's not only what the director does or the cinematographer sound guy like editing is where the movie is made oh yeah i knew that because they edited in some bloopers (laughs) at the the end during the credits i was like i see what you did there uh who won uh the winner is Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It was edited. I saw it. <laughs> they did edit the movie. They did. They edited it, that movie. It seems like the editing done in Saving Christmas, Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas, was just uh, stitching scenes next to each other. They didn't actually I... cut anything out. I really think that was the more deserving winner. But, you know, the Academy speaks. What can yeah, you do? Right. It's out of our hands. <laughs> uh, next category, best worst stretching a metaphor. Stretching a metaphor? Stretching a metaphor. That's the is that next like, category. Is that like reason. we take a, a small idea and just stretch the shit out of it to accomplish some sort of larger idea? Until point? it's... Absolutely unrecognizable from the metaphor you started with. Uh, the first nominee is that suitcase that was glowing in Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. Uh, God, I don't remember that. Uh, they they had a like a briefcase, and they opened it up, and like every time they open, you never see what's in it, but it glows. Uh, it like, lights up their faces. The uh, hold on, I'm going to tell you what's in it. It was it was his soul. <laughs> according to Egyptian mythology, souls glow. It was Soul Glow. No, wait. That's from Coming to America. Oh, that was Coming to America. Yeah. Sorry, Soul Glow. That's the next uh, <laughs> next entry into this. The next nominee exactly. coming to Eddie Murphy's Coming to America. Yes. And the winner is... Swaddling Cloths from Kirk oh. Cameron's Saving Christmas. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That was like 20 minutes of what the fuck. What? Are we talking about swaddling? Are we talking about diapers? Where? <laughs> was talking about diapers, right? It was, diapers. it was initially diapers, and then it was like adult diapers, I think, at the end. Right, right. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Diapers, then adult diapers. 
The next category is best worst use of swaddling cloths. Um, oh. The uh, first nominee is uh, Mel Gibson's The Passion. Passion of the Christ. <laughs> Uh, the second nominee is uh, Look Who's Talking 2. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. pretty, that was pretty there good. There was a lot of swaddling cloths there. Uh, uh, one didn't make it. I don't know why. But two. Two is much better. The winner is... As a diaper, blanket, or a stretched out metaphor. That is a weird winner. It is the best, worst use of swaddling cloths in the year 2015. Yes. Use swaddling cloths as a diaper or a blanket... Or stretched out. I metaphor. think the last one is probably the winner. The stretched out <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> oh. Next category: best worst dance sequence in the history of dance sequences. Uh, first nominee is uh, "Step Up to the Streets." One. I don't, I don't know if you saw that one, Matt. Oh, of course I did. I oh. think it's about a young girl who uh, wants to be a dancer, and uh, she uh, steps up to some street or other, starts dancing. The next nominee is Jessica Alba in Honey. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. That was excellent. Uh, who's the winner? Uh, the winner is uh, Jessica Alba in Honey. That was the best worst. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Sorry. Take the crown off, Jessica Alba. Sorry. Jessica Alba, please sit down. Put it on to the diarrheal abomination of breakdancing in Saving Christmas. Kirk Cameron's oh. Saving Christmas. You just pulled the Steve Harvey, Jack. <laughs> Just, and I, I use the term breakdancing loosely. <laughs> hey, Kirk Cameron did the worm. <laughs> he did it. That was the uh, best humping scene of 2015. It was Kirk Cameron's and the floor. <laughs> Hump on the floor. Uh, and our final movie award for the evening, the best worst vomit-inducing scene. Uh, there are no nominees for this category, there's only a winner. Well, do you remember winter? Uh, a winner? Uh, nominee one would be the human centipede. Nominee number two would be human centipede two. <laughs> and uh, the la- final nominee is human centipede three. The the quickening. The problem. <laughs> the centipeding. The problem is. If you vomit when you're a part of a human centipede, you are moving in the wrong direction. Oh, only the lead centipede gets the vomit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun fact, I, I have never seen any of those movies. I don't know why that's fun. Seeing the movie <laughs> poster was more than enough for me. So was it like the first one? It was just like two people, and then and then the next one there's like a third, and then the third there's like four. They just keep yeah. adding person. Sewing on more people. <laughs> I can't. I can't tell you. Uh, I don't no, know. Winner. I don't know how is. Human Centipede Three would be materially different from the first two Human Centipede movies. <laughs> just making more Human Centipedes. Oh, just can't stop. I first I started stitching people together, and I thought. <laughs> What if I keep stitching more people on? What if I stitch a goat in the middle of this thing? <laughs> Does that still qualify as a human centipede? No, it would it no. would not. It'd be human animal centipede. <laughs> That's probably a prequel. That's prequel material, Chuck. Come on. So, uh, who who won here? Uh, Kirk Cameron from Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. For mugging the fucking camera and saying, Hi, I'm Kirk Cameron. Hey, do you know me? Mary from Growing Pains, I'm Kirk Cameron. 
I told that one girl to get the fuck out because she was a playboy. Kirk Cameron. You know, uh, <clears throat> we, we missed one of the uh, most disappointing absence. Uh, okay. And uh, the winner is Ray Comfort in oh. Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. Yes. I couldn't believe. I watched the whole movie, Matt. No Ray Comfort. No Comfort? What about the banana? Was there a banana? Well, that's sad, but I have no choice to move on. I must move on, Chuck. We must that, forget about Ray Cameron. That, <laughs> Wait, now what's his name? Ray Comfort. <laughs> now, now they're a human centipede. Ray Cameron. <laughs> I would love to see that. Ray Comfort. Kirk Cameron. Human centipede four. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk Cameron has to eat all the shit that spews out oh of Ray Comfort. And put Darren Doan in there. <laughs> the rapper guys. And Kevin Sorbo. Dean <laughs> Kane. And Pastor Dave. Pastor Dave. Pastor Dave needs to be in there. Yeah, criminal. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Chuck, this was a phenomenal year. Yeah. Uh, we're going to move on to Skunk Dicks. It, I believe we put out 14 episodes. Did you say three episodes? This year in review should be pretty short because I believe we put out three episodes last yeah. year. Um, I know there were like individual episodes, but I guess in terms of topics, there was only like three topics. Yeah. Axe, yeah. the Founding Fathers, and there was an interview. And yeah. a movie, four topics and a movie review. Yeah, it was like in 18 <laughs> parts. <laughs> oh, that's, that's how we put out multiple episodes, though. That's how it works. That's how we trick our audience and <laughs> Kingly put out 14 episodes. <laughs> there is X1, X2. There's an X3. Yep. There might have been a 4, 5, and 6, but I wasn't paying attention anymore at that point. So. Yeah, you pretty much gave up after X1. Yeah, uh, pretty much. You mailed it in, you bastard. Um, we, had a, we had a debacle. That's a thing. Oh, yeah. I took a several-month-long absence to study for the boards, leaving uh, the show in the capable hands of my co-host, Matt Wakefield. Thank you. Thank you. I did a great job. Who promised to put out a weekly podcast, unburdened by me. Yeah. He was free to put out a weekly podcast. And so in those, like, what, three months, uh, you put out, 17 podcasts. (laughs) At least 12 episodes. (laughs) Here's what I did. I put out none. And then I and then I begged people to make a supercuts of the episode, but I didn't specify that I wanted them to be kind of short and then they made long ones and they did a really good job. And then um Now, what were you aiming with a when you asked for a supercut, what were you aiming for? I was aiming for like uh, like short bits. Like like 5 two minutes. minutes. 2 Five minutes. minutes? Two minutes? Two minutes. Like kind of a review that would just take a few minutes, you know? Uh, and then you'd go like, oh, yeah, I remember when I said that. And then it would be over. And then these guys did a fantastic job. And then Chuck totally refused to release them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it's not my fault at all. I said, Matt, you asked for it. You release it. <laughs> and then I, I didn't know how to do that. I was like, internet, release podcast. And nothing <laughs> happened. Siri. Okay, Google. <laughs> She's like, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> Here's what I found on the internet for releasing podcasts. Uh, we did an episode on the Mount Meadows massacre. Mount Meadows massacre. Yeah, that's pretty sad. 
That was a sad one. Um, so we should probably move on. Uh, we did Founding Fathers. That was a 12-part uh, episode, yep. I believe. One for each okay. Founding Father. Each Founding Father got their own episode. That was fantastic. Fantastic. I love the Founding Fathers episode because I learned something, and then I also got to make fun of people. So it all worked out. And isn't that what this podcast is all about? Yes, it is. I'm, that's what I signed up for. So, <laughs> Learning things and Learning ridiculing things. people. And ridiculing. Mocking people, shall we say. Uh, don't be a dick, though, Chuck. Yeah, that's my but, motto. But, Can't we just be nice to people, for <laughs> God's sakes? Chuck's always saying that. I'm like, fuck, dude, you gotta mock people. Why, you gotta- <laughs> why all this acrimony? There are plenty of people out there that are polite and engage with people and and, and can really down and like and like convince them. Not just convince them, but like but like like hear what they're saying, but then you know, kind of show them the way to a different way of thinking. I'm not one of those people. Yeah, this podcast is not for you. <laughs> no. Get the fuck out. This is no, go. I mean, no, you can stay. It can stay. No. But just shh. Stop shh. listening. Really? I'm saying stay. But just shut up. No, don't listen to the co-host. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Oh, shut up. Sit down. Sit down. Um, we did some movie reviews, I think. Did we watch? We did. Yeah. I think we just did Saving Christmas. That's all I remember. That, that's all I remember. I'm all st- I remember is... Man, I'm still in counseling for that. <laughs> Hi. Fucking weekly sessions. I'm Kirk Cameron. How come he started that movie with a weird reference to a PhD thesis by by a scam artist? I don't know. And then he had to uh, reintroduce himself like five minutes later. Yeah. Hey, that's me. Hey, did you forget? <laughs> Who's that guy? It's me, Cameron. There was a clerk involved this year who was so special. She got her own individualized podcast oh yeah she's even more of a skunk dick as you sent me an article saying that <laughs> it was a joy it was defending a joy christianity it was a joy i derived pleasure from being a bigot this year oh yeah she loved it um it's 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 it was so great uh she's i, I don't know what the fuck she's doing but she's doing interviews uh she did an interview with um on American Family Radio Broadcast. That's a thing that exists, Chuck. For some reason, we don't listen to it. It's hosted it by does. Sandy Rios. Of course it does. She did an interview with the Pope, and I believe she was there at the State of the Union for some fucking reason. Yeah. I, I love how the, the, the host said, interesting to me how God chose you. And then she finished that sentence with, to be a bigoted asshole. <laughs> Weird. Not a Sunday school teacher, not a Republican, not to stand like, this is God, so like God, so it chose you. I don't know what that sentence means, but that's a real sentence that she yeah. said. <laughs> Intriguing. But she said it, it was a joy to be chosen to make a stand and defend God's word, the infallible word of God. Because <laughs> God can't stand up for himself. We fucking no. bully the shit out of God, and he's, you know. Yeah, I think, I think we've established that. He needs... Uh, Middle-aged, rural Kentucky county clerks to stand up for him. Yeah. Uh, Here's her opinion on Obama's uh, speech from the uh, uh, State of the Union address. He made the statement that everybody was free to marry who they love. And, of course, that's the stand I stood against. 
Because that's right. As we know, you shouldn't marry the people that you love. As yeah. Kim Davis has found out multiple times. Yeah. What's love got to do with marriage? Yeah. Uh, nothing. <laughs> uh, of course, it's not a gay or lesbian issue. She no. she went on. No, it's no. about stand up for the world. Nope, that's probably meant word. The world of God. Uh, he had to find the beginning as between one man and one woman that he apparently created uh, the woman from the man. So would that kind of make her a man? Sort of? Yeah. That's what I think so. That's kind of a gay relationship as there's just Adam and then he's like took a rib, made a woman. Uh, it's kind of masturbation. Actually, God, now that I think about it. God yanked the penis away, stuck a couple boobs on there. Yeah. Have at it, kids. Like, here you go. Did you know, Chuck, here's a fun fact. Turkeys will go into mating behavior if you merely show them a picture of a turkey. Or if you hang a caricature of a turkey head from a string in front of them. Or if you allow them to watch the breakdancing scene in Kirk Cameron's Saving (laughs) Christmas. That is also true. I know this from my time on a turkey farm. (laughs) Which is a real thing that I did. (laughs) I'm not making that up. I wish I was. <laughs> I think it was one of my favorite episodes of the year. We did an interview with Chris Matheson, who probably thinks I'm an idiot. <laughs> after after I unwittingly uh, insulted the whole premise for Bell and Ted 3. But, <laughs> but, you know, he's just the writer. It's not like he's making the movie. He don't get paid. Exactly. Is, I'm sure the screenplay is going to be excellent. It'll be fine. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. But just like two, you know, 50-year-old actors going like... That was the guitar thing. From film um, that could be embarrassing. I don't know. Could be. We'll see. <laughs> I can't, cannot wait to see fucking Bill and Ted with uh, fucking walkers and little tennis balls on the bottom of that. <laughs> can't wait. Mm, in my day... We were excellent to one another. (laughs) (laughs) And we partied on. Um, Don't cut my Medicare, dude. uh, We have to take a short break. Enjoy the music. Yeah, I want to see a choir in here. Ah, guys, squad, you know how we do. Oh, Marshall Foster's in the house. Kicking it old school. The me. (laughs) You know how we do it. Alto Sopranos and Tenors. Let's do this, baby. Angels we have burned all night Sweetly singing o'er the flames And the mountains in reply Echoing their joyous strain Okay, we're back. Uh, I'd like to make a shout out to my co-host, Johnny Walker Black. He's back. He's back and he's black. Excellent. Now Show I've got uh, Virgil's micro brewed root beer. Damn good. Are you are you are you fucking serious with me right now? It's the winner That's- of <laughs> NASFT Outstanding Beverage. That's not a real thing. It's award winning, man. That's a made up award, Chuck. It's not like a real award, like a skunky. It's fake. Uh, I don't want to bring everybody down, but it's time to remember the people that died. Sorry. This better be short. This is awkward. Uh, First on the list from 2015, 
And truly, I'm actually really sad about this. Leonard fucking Nimoy. Who? Who's that? I believe it was an actor? Maybe a voice actor? Didn't he just put his katra into DeForest Kelly? No, he was he was a singer. He, could, he couldn't because DeForest Kelly died a few years before him. Damn it. Damn it. Oh, what a mistake. He did put his contra in him, but then DeForest Kelly died with his contra. Oh, shit. And then we were like, he was like, well, that was a fucking waste. <laughs> I, I thought that old alcoholic bum would outlive me. There goes that contra. <laughs> uh, no, he was a singer. He was a folk singer from the 60s. He sang about Frodo. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Rogers died, Chuck. Remember Mash? Sure you do. Because yeah. you're 50. He was or 60 the, uh, or 70 years old. <laughs> he was the uh least interesting of Hawkeye's buddies. No, he was oh. he was Trapper John. Yeah. He was on the first season, he was the best, and then he left, and then blowjob honeycut uh showed up. If you're not over 40, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> But it was big kids, trust me. But us. yeah. Uh, the MASH finale, it's still like the biggest thing ever watched. Or maybe it's a Super Bowl of something. I don't know. It's up there. Uh, yeah, it's up there. Uh, who else died, Chuck? Uh, Gunnar Nelson from the 80s rock band Nelson. Uh, no, he's still alive. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Gunnar Hansen from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, from the original. I put that in there for you because you like horror movies. Getting my Gunners uh, confused. I know. And, you know, Gunners. Uh, don't go to Sweden. Are you? Just gonna, <laughs> you're gonna lose it there. Stay out of Sweden. I uh, I couldn't find it if I tried. <laughs> uh, George Harris passed away. Beatles? Uh, the, no, He's that's a Beatles Harrison. guy. George Harrison. No, George Harris. Oh. Well, George Harrison also might be dead. <laughs> uh, sure, he could be. I was never a big Beatles fan. I don't know why. Um, the greatest band in history, right? I thought it was Striper, but... Yeah, but more importantly, this dude created the Batmobile. He was. He's creator of the original Batmobile. Oh, yeah. 
the Adam West, uh, Burt Ward Batmobile. It's a huge loss. Oh, one of my favorite movies from when I was a kid, E.T., the screenwriter of E.T., Melissa Matheson, has passed away. Uh, funny thing about E.T., it's a really boring movie. It really <laughs> is. It's not rewatchable. You can't do it. It's impossible. <laughs> Sorry, E.T. Oh, uh, and I don't find E.T. convincing at all as an alien. Like, not. it's just a puppet. Yeah. The special but, effects did not hold up. Oh, oh, sorry. Al Molinaro. Oh, my Remember God. Him? Big Al. Big Al. We lost yes. Big Al. How in the hell? Over 40. How in the <laughs> hell is, was Big Al still alive in 2015? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That gives me hope, Matt. It does, doesn't it? You're just like, oh, that guy was old. He was on Happy Days in the 70s. Yeah. I watched a trailer and I saw John Goodman's in some new like post-apocalypse movie. I'm like, how in the fuck is that guy still alive? Oh, I, yeah. How is that possible? Type 2 diabetes and like heart disease? Hasn't caught up with it yet? Yeah, he had a, a heart attack on Roseanne like fucking 30 years ago. No, that was part of the show. Oh. Yeah, that wasn't real. Chuck, you might be familiar with a show um, called Star Trek. Star Trek? Star Trek. Show sounds, about sounds familiar. people tracking through space. <laughs> uh, Bruce Hyde, who played Lieutenant Kevin Riley in an episode of Star Trek. Matt, uh, Jack Larson, who was uh, Jimmy Olsen on the original Superman series of the 50s. Uh, Kirk Hastings is mourning this one. Yeah. Hard. We'd like to uh, hard. send out uh, prayers, thoughts and prayers for Kirk Hastings this time of morning. Thoughts and prayers are with you. Sorry about your loss. Oh, I'll have. Uh, oh my god, Chuck, you love horror movies. Filmmaker Wes Craven passed away last year. That one hurts. Nightmare uh, on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street, one of my favorites. Uh, although the special effects really? on that one don't hold up very well no. either. <laughs> Do you remember in the Johnny Depp was in the original he was. Nightmare on Elm Street? He and was. He, he, he ate shit in that movie. He died. Yeah, uh, spoiler alert. Is oh, it possible sorry. to spoil a 30-year-old movie? No, I don't think so. I don't so. think so. Um, Can I spoil The Force Awakens right now? I, th- <laughs> I shut up. I think in that movie it says introducing Johnny Depp, so that might be like his first major movie. Um, the Scream series was also Wes Craven, which, oh, that's right. Scream. which I liked. I like the first he's one. Some, he's got some pretty good, yeah. How many Screams did they make? I don't know, 10? Like seven or something? 10? Yeah. Uh, Batgirl, Yvonne Craig died. Oh. Uh, Damn it. Another a uh, little bit of music, uh, a musical uh, theme now. Uh, Lemmy from Motorhead. Lemmy's the, he's a god. So that fits into this podcast, apparently. Okay. Uh, yeah, and you're probably going, that's Motorhead. Motorhead. <laughs> Motorhead with an umlaut on there. It is. Yeah. It is. It's Motorhead, <laughs> I believe it's pronounced. <laughs> How do you pronounce it? Oh, no idea. <laughs> Uh, Scott Wayland of uh, Stone Temple Pilots also died. One of my favorite bands from my 90s uh, plaid shirt wearing days. Yeah, Striper and Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. I used to wrap the plaid shirt around my waist. We didn't wear the shirt. <laughs> you were too hip yes. to wear it. Yeah, you don't wear the plaid shirt. It goes around the waist. Uh, who else do we lose? James Horney. Uh... James Horney. Oh, the, uh, the porn actor. Yeah. <laughs> Or dog, James Horn. And part-time Star Trek conductor. So. Well, I mean, it was a side project, yeah. you know. You can't just do porn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta grow up sometime. James Horner 
composed the classic uh, Star Trek song. Not the one from the um, original series, but the da 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 da. Oh, he didn't do the. No. He did like the next generation and the Star Trek oh, movie ones. Gotcha. Much better. Uh, this next one, you're going to be saying who a lot, but there's, there's a reason. And I'm going to see if Chuck can figure it out. But independent rapper, indie rapper, Pumpkinhead. We lost Pumpkinhead? We lost Pumpkinhead. Uh, that's unfortunate to me because I believe I have a trademark on Pumpkinhead. <laughs> and why would that be? That's what our uh, Taekwondo master used to call me. Yes. Oh, you stupid uh, Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead. When he wasn't calling me <laughs> Round Eye, he was calling me Pumpkinhead. That I is had no a... idea. And I, and I remember having a conversation with you about this. Did he just call me Pumpkinhead? Yeah, we were Afterwards. like, at the time, we were like, yeah, he called you Pumpkinhead. Don't get it. What does I that didn't mean? get it. Yeah. I didn't get it until I moved to Korea. And I was like, oh, Pumpkinhead's an insult. It's like, it's like you're stupid. It's like, <laughs> we have some Korean listeners. Uh, they know what it means. Pumpkinhead. It's not nice. It's wildly inappropriate. Yeah, it's not a nice thing to say. It's like the N-word. Don't. <laughs> they could say it. Actually, we should be saying P, the P word. Right. Chuck. We pumpkins. should be saying it. Pumpkins can say it. Yeah, we pumpkins can. and Korean. Yes. But nobody else. So, uh, And Frank Peterson, he can't say it. He's the first African American Marine aviator. What is a Marine aviator? That is a pilot in the Marines. And they are better than pilots because they're a pilot and a Marine. Oh. Yeah. I and just thought they maybe took off from water. No. Well, they can. Oh. They can do that. Uh, but no. But yeah, this is a guy living in a time when nobody liked you, and you still managed to get through and become uh, a pilot, which, as we all know, pilots are gods, Chuck. I speak from experience. Now I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, I lived in a time where no one liked me. It's called my life. <laughs> yeah. But you could still go down to, like, a store and buy stuff, and nobody would follow you. I am living when white, upper-class males are being persecuted like never before. You know what? That is true. I mean, there's nothing worse than being a white male in this day and age. Yeah. Shall I say I'm being criminalized? Uh, I believe. I'm I'm pretty sure, yeah. It's nothing short of the criminalization (laughs) of white males. (laughs) I just want to know when you're going to grab your AR-15 and jettison yourself <laughs> off to Oregon. My AR-47? <laughs> just get up there. Couldn't find it. Uh, hey, Chuck, you remember the Hour of Power back in the 80s? No. Hour of Power! No, not in the least. <laughs> I unfortunately do. Um, <laughs> it was a televangelism show. Uh, the Reverend Robert H. Schiller was the host. Did you actually watch it? Because I, I always remember like flipping. See, when, when Matt and I were kids, <laughs> there was yes. no such thing as remote control. No. So you'd have like a VHF channel and a UHF channel. <laughs> and you'd have right. to go to it and you'd have to click the fucker over until you find out. You, like, you feel like a very high frequency or an <laughs> ultra high frequency channel. <laughs> <laughs> It just clicked the thing until you find something that you could actually watch. 
And I remember always skipping over those televangelists. Uh, I'd watch them for maybe 10 or 15 seconds, but couldn't I take didn't it. always have a choice, you know? You're forced? Uh, it's not forced. It's just like what the parents want to watch. Oh, it's abuse. You know, it was. I That's nothing less than uh, child abuse. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> that dude's dead, and I feel bad for his family because they probably miss him. But fuck that guy, man. That shit was horrible. Every fucking 80s televangelist was about nothing but sucking money from suckers. And I know I just used sucking twice, but oh, really. Man. Those were the good old days. <laughs> Televangelists were just about sucking money. Uh, sucking money. And then, no, they would suck dick, too. No, They'd yeah. go out in That's the... True. It fucking, you know, the old, I've sinned before God and the tears and the money. And then they'd still like, oh, well, can I have my money back? No. You don't get your money back. <laughs> yeah. That, you I spent that shit on a private jet, bitch. It's you kind know? of like politicians. They're all like these high risk, high reward uh, individuals all about money, power and sex. No, it was, a, it was a fantastic scam that I'm still contemplating. I'm still trying to figure out how I can work it. God, I wish but, I could uh, pull something like that off. Uh, seriously, I still, I still think we can do it. We can do it. Chuck, is like, Jesus loves you. He does love you. He needs you to send me money, though. And I, damn it, I can't do it. <laughs> well, I didn't last too long. I know. I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot what I need money for. I don't know. Doesn't matter. That, you got to say stuff like, Jesus will reward you. You just pay $33, or you'll get a triple holy reward if you pay $582. (laughs) You get a bone. And if you send an extra $50, something happens. We'll pray over a cloth for you. That shit goes straight to Jesus. Fucking televangelist. We're not going to send you a cloth because that costs money. But we'll pray (laughs) over it. You know, I did send a dollar to John Oliver. For his, oh, uh, for his fake, church, yeah. Yeah, his fake church. And they sent me back a poster. I was like, I got something out of it. <laughs> That's <laughs> fantastic. Awesome. Already his fake church is better than any real church. I've actually received something back. Oh. Matt, we lost uh, Oliver Sacks. We did. Uh, did you read his book? I, he's got several books. but I have read uh, three of them, I think. That my favorite was the first one I, I read, which was The the Man Who Mistook His Wife. yeah. That was really I, yeah. good. Read that in medical school. Fantastic. That was that was another one of those where I was actually like, this is technically next year, but you know, like David Bowie died, and I was like, oh, fuck. You know, Oliver Sacks was like, ah. Um, and our last in remembrance. Remembrance? How do you pronounce that word? I think it's remembrance. I'm pretty sure it starts with an M. <laughs> has an M in the middle, another M, and it ends with an M. Yeah. Remembrance. Uh, Terry Pratchett, Chuck. Matt, I read exactly zero of Terry Pratchett's books. What? Zero. What? Never uh, read a single Terry Pratchett book. Don't understand any of the references that you keep spouting on this show. You should read them. And furthermore, I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> oh, my God. Check the Discworld series. It's fantastic. It's a sociological perspective, not only into religion, but also into science and worldviews. And stuff of that nature. All while living on a disc. This sounds fascinating. <laughs> it's good. But don't take my word for it. Possibly, here's Lila Mojis. Mojis? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs>
Here's friend of the show, Leela Moses. If you trust in yourself and believe in your dreams and follow your star, you'll still get beaten by people who spent their time working hard and learning things and weren't so lazy. That's the wisdom of Mistress Granny Weatherwax of The We Free Men, written by Terry Pratchett. And this is the episode that you would have had about a year ago if Matt and I had followed that advice. Terry Pratchett inhabited Round World, and also probably the Discworld, between the 28th of April 1948 and the 12th of March 2015, in which time he wrote over 70 books and greatly enriched the L-Space. From the Bromeliad Trilogy, The Carpet People, The Dark Side of the Sun, Strata, and The Amazing Discworld, Terry Pratchett was full of wonderful and completely absurd ideas. In March 2015, the embuggerants finally won, and Death and Terry walked arm in arm across the dark desert. Of course, it was the de- death of the Discworld, which is flat and rides on the back of four giant elephants who stand on the shell of an enormous star turtle called Great Artuan, which is bounded by a waterfall that cascades endlessly into space. Scientists have calculated that the chance of anything so patently absurd actually existing a million to one. But magicians have calculated that million-to-one chances crop up nine times out of ten. No one knows the reason for this, but it's probably quantum. And on that note, I'll send you back to Sergeant Colon and Corporal Nobs. Ta-ta! Right, guys, sorry that's so short, but recording sitting by yourself is seriously so fucking awkward. Just just the most uncomfortable thing I've ever, ever done. Um, so that'll have to do ya. Bye-bye. Disclaimer, I take no responsibility for anything that the boys do with this recording. This isn't even Leela, this is Matt. Jesus, Matt, stop being such a dick. Jeez. Thank you, friend of the show, Leela Mojis. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to New Zealand and make Leela Mojis uh, take me around and show me all the hobbit holes and yeah. stuff. I want to see hobbits. I think yeah. that's the only thing to do in New Zealand. <laughs> It's all, it's all Lord of the Rings tourism now. <laughs> Nothing else there. And sheep. Well, fucking sheep. I mean, that's, you yeah. know, it's either that or Idaho. I mean, Idaho's closer, but, you know. The sheep are exotic. They have yeah. strange accents in New Zealand. All right. I hope everybody's significantly teared up. Let's move on. I asked for people's nominations for Skunk Dick of the Year. I put it to the Facebook page. Facebook, you say? Fuck that shit. Well, then, no mention for you. Yeah, assholes. (laughs) Why Facebook? I don't know, because I can't figure out Twitter. And what the hell's Patreon about? Nobody knows. Yeah, we're not the only ones who can't figure out Twitter. (laughs) Richard Dawkins, stop it. Stop. 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 So take his account away from it. Uh, This next section, Chuck, this is for the fans that are on Facebook and commented on the post that I put on Facebook fan page. So not for all the fans, but just for the specific few. Just for those other, fans. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody else, go get a drink, I guess. Or, you know, snack, maybe. Uh, first off, uh, oh, no, 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 no. It's the name whose name cannot, it's like Harry Potter. The name that must not be spoken. Yeah. It's Andrea Johnson. Oh, damn it, I spoke it. Did we ever get a ruling on that, whether it's Andrea or Andrea or oh. Andrea? Andrea. Or Andrea? Andrea. Oh, we have it. Let's go with Phil. 
Someone nominated Johnson. <laughs> Andrea Johnson for Skunk Dick. Why? Phil Johnson has nominated Dick Time. Oh, no, wait. She just said it's Dick Time. Oh. Damn it. Once again, she has managed to get her name mentioned on this show. Although, in all honesty, it is Dick Time. It is. She speaks the truth. She speaks the truth. Uh, Laura Welsh nominates Kim Davis. Oh, uh, yeah. I second that nomination. <laughs> Uh, also, Jeff Wilson is in there as well, uh, and Andy Campbell. Yeah, Kim Davis made a really strong showing this year. I mean, not only did she just sit there in her office and say, yeah, like, fuck you, I'm not going to give you a, a marriage license or paperwork or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, I'm also going to, like, milk the shit out of this thing and get in as many fucking appearances as like, possible. Uh, Laura Ross also includes whoever the idiot was who was some representative to give her a ticket to the State of Union, uh, Union address. Some asshole senator or something like that. Some asshole senator. Uh, Josh McCaffrey. McCaffrey. God damn it, Josh. Why is your name so hard to pronounce? Josh McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Anyway, he nominates uh, Fierce, Josh Fierstein. Fierstein. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll third that one. Bible toting, gun smoking. Kid, I don't know. Non-camera paying. Yeah. Starbucks <laughs> bashing asshole. Yes. Uh, Megan Ruth uh, goes with Josh Dugar. Josh Dugar. Uh, I believe that's French. Not sure. And also um, Mike Huckabee. Those are all great nominations, I gotta say. Andy Campbell gives it to uh, honorable mentions to Chuck and Matt for making me listen to the song from that Kirk Cameron movie. Ah, God, I love that song. What you talking about, Andy Campbell? Shepherds ride this jubilee. Why your joyous strains prolong? What the back so tidings be? Which inspire your heavenly song? Uh, Toby Hurst says Star Wars Episode 7? Seven? No! That was fantastic. It was uh, kind of an expensive fan fiction. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing, nothing made sense. That's, that's Star Wars, you know, nothing makes sense. It's fantasy. It was fan fiction uh, with a very high budget. Yeah. Uh, we just wanted to see Chewie and fucking Han Solo. Listen. It, it wasn't the prequel, so it wins on that yeah. score alone. It, it does. Not a prequel. Yeah. Winning. <laughs> <laughs> Check. Uh, Shane Partington. Partington. Shane Partington. I, I can't pronounce people's names. Why do people, can't they just be like John Smith? Seriously. What the fuck? I nominated Shane Partington. For having too many syllables in his name. Way too many. He nominates Ken Ham. Ken Am? Ken Am! What did Ken Am do? I don't know, but how could Shane nominate him? Because he wasn't there. I nominate Shane the fucking uh, judge in Kentucky who uh, gave him their uh, tax break back. Oh, for the fucking. Oh, park, you want to discriminate in your hiring practices? Okay. Why not? Yeah, go ahead. By the way, here's your tax breaks. 
let's have the entire state of Kentucky, including all the non-Christians, all the atheists, pay for it, that tax break. I think that's totally fair. Why? Because you're the same religion as I am. That's why. There's no legal justification for it. You're just the same religion. That sounds sounds fair to me. And in the words of the internet, seems legit. Matt Lilamonis nominates Vanilla Isis, a.k.a. Yalkaida. Yalkaida! This goes, it's near and dear to my heart because Ammon Bundy. I think you're related. Ammon Bundy uh, (laughs) is the son of Cliven Bundy. Remember Cliven Cliven. Bundy, Matt? I remember Cliven. The man is concerned about the plight of the (laughs) Negro. Who thought that the black people would be better off if they were still slaves. Yeah. And then he wondered why uh, his black brothers weren't standing up for him in the ranch against the Where federal government. Where are all the black uh, So uh, Ammon Bundy. Ammon, by the way, Matt, uh, is the uh, stolen from the Book of Mormon. He's Ammon. taken that name. It's uh, I think he's a missionary to the Lamanites. Uh, so oh, Ammon really? Bundy, yeah, and his brother. Um, isn't, isn't that also stole from... Egyptian mythology, Amal, is that? Yeah, Ammon, Ammon, Ammon Ra. Ah. So these guys, uh, they're they're at a peaceful protest march about some ranchers who have been sentenced, I guess, to prison for arson. There's some sort of burning something. I don't know what the whole thing is, but uh, the peaceful protest march uh, turns into uh, an occupation of a wildlife refuge. Because, because why? Because the ranchers have uh, rights to that land that was uh, taken by the federal government. Oh, yeah. And those rights extend all the way back to 1905. Holy that's like shit. Over 100 that, years. That's a long time. And of course, uh, they wanted to cede the land back to uh, the ranchers, you know, who've worked that land for 100 years. Oh, of course. Well, traditionally and historically, Chuck, it has always belonged to them. <laughs> And, and uh, you know, that's a powerful argument. Um, he didn't really listen to that argument when it was thrown back in his face by the Paiute tribe. <laughs> the no. chief of the Paiute saying, we've uh, been working that land for thousands of years, asshole. Get the fuck off my land. That's a direct quote. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I translated it. It should be, if it's not. <laughs> Initially, and even the governor of the state was like, come on, guys, take some action. If these guys were uh, dressed up in turbans, right, if they were Arab, if they were brown oh, yeah. or black, can you imagine any, <laughs> any non-white group of individuals taking over federal buildings who are armed to the teeth, not right. getting uh, killed that day? Exactly. What, what the fuck goes on in the West here when a bunch of ranchers pull up somewhere with guns and, and we just... We're just like sit around. Yeah, so it's gonna be pretty irritated. You know, I understand they don't want to turn into another Waco, right? Where you know these people burn to death. Yeah, uh, yeah. So even the governor's like, "Come on, do something." Um, I finally understood their strategy because they allowed them to come and go, come and go, come and go as they please. They finally got complacent enough to put an, uh, like almost the entire leadership into two cars, and then they captured him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> dumb shits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course. Oh, you fucking idiot! Uh, oh, there's only one casualty, in it, and uh, by sheer coincidence, I believe it was the one guy who said, "I'll never be taken alive." I like literally, he did that quote. Like yeah. I like it's yep. from movies, right? Like yeah. I'm never, I'll be dead before I go to jail. Yeah. Uh, wish granted. Uh, yeah. If you haven't watched the video, it's it's pretty fucked up too. So. 
don't watch it. I suggest to people who don't like to see that sort of thing. But yeah. So they're they're in prison. I, I think they had a bail hearing this morning. <laughs> they're like, uh, no, I'm not letting you out on bail. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I think was their message to the rest of them was like, uh, you guys should probably go home. Yeah. And like Stand they had like down. five or six nutcases were just like, no, we're staying. I think they like fucking circled trucks or something like that, like the old west. Yeah, they circled trucks, and then like of course some moron got in the tractor and was like, "I'll go move some more mud." I'm gonna tractor yeah. this shit around. Right. <laughs> That's uh, why we're here you know, to pave some fucking roads through yeah. Native American lands. Yeah, just okay. Make piles uh, of dirt. God. So yeah, um, hopefully the rest of them will see reason. Yeah, I don't. I don't really see that happening, but. <laughs> I, I prefer people not to be killed, but I guess it's up to them now. I don't know what they're fighting for. A return to the, the cattle rancher barren days of old. I mean, have these guys not watched any Western movies starring John Wayne or Clint Eastwood? Right. You guys are, are the bad guys in You're every the single bad one guys. of <laughs> The bad guys. You're not the good guys. Bad guys. Who else we got? Um, Daniel Johnson nominates Bourbon. Oh, no, no. Sorry, that Bourbon. was for the drinking. Oh, wrong uh, thread. He nominates Scalia. Uh, that's a good nomination. You can pretty much make that any year. Right. But Right, we may have to retire, not his jersey, but his black robes. Yeah. He's absolutely, historically, uh, skunk dick of the year. You just uh, assume that he is a close second every year. Yeah, pretty much. You can just say, yeah, perennial, perennial runner-up. Uh, Matt Allen Tandy uh, nominates, uh, he says, The skunk tech is clearly Christian from Saving Christmas, who nearly ruined Kirk Cameron's special day by not celebrating Christmas the way it's meant to be celebrated with a big ham and some awesome butter. I know. Fuck Christian. Jesus. He is the total dick of that because in order not to upset anyone who's celebrating inside, he did go all the way outside into his own SUV. And uh, that is the sign of a complete asshole. That yeah. prompts Kirk Cameron to leave and drag his ass back in because, you know, uh, you're persecuting all the Christians inside the house by sitting outside by yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's nothing less than a persecutionalism of Christianity. Yeah. It, it, it real is word. exactly the same as what Nero did to the Christians. Yes. Same, same. Fuck Christian. Uh, how about Michael McElroy? How about Pat Robertson telling a sexual assault victim not to press charges against his mom? That's a weird situation. But Pat Robertson, I say yes. Again, I'm siding against Pat Robertson. <laughs> You're not going with Pat fucking Robertson, who's got his own middle name? I always bet against Pat Robertson. Rary, Rary? Bigby? Rari Bigby? Wait, wasn't that the Incredible Hulk? No, no. What's the Incredible Hulk's name? Not Bruce Banner, but the actor. Bixby. Bixby. Okay, that's not even close. Not Rary even Bigby. Close. Nominates himself by saying, damn, I still didn't make the list. He's on the list, though. Oh, you're on the list, all right. He's on the list. Bixby. <laughs> Derek Monaghan nominates the Catholic Church. That's a good, safe nomination, you know? Matt, uh, Rachel Hammond Osner. Yeah? Loves award season fashion, so the question she has for us is, uh, who will you be wearing to attend the 2016 Skunkies? Ah, I already answered that. I'm wearing Johnny Walker Black. I literally am because I've spilled some Oh my some god. Matt says, I always record in the nude. What the? I did not need to know that. That is also true. Chuck, you gotta be comfortable. 
Okay. Uh, Derek Latonin, I would like to throw my hat in for the man who wears a little white one. El Pope for Skunk Dick. No, I'm I'm not allowing this one. No? Uh, it's not enough commitment. He would just like to throw He didn't actually throw his oh. hat. Yeah. Sorry. That's right. You gotta actually throw the hat in. You gotta throw the hat in. I'd like to. No, didn't do it. Yeah, I just okay. can't just think about it. Oh, Juho Mati Kalilio. That's close enough. Probably a name I shouldn't have tried to pronounce. <laughs> no, it's Chuck Morris if withholding all the episodes I recorded during the hiatus. You'll never get them. <laughs> you Chuck Morris. Never receive them. Secondary skunk dick. They're encrypted with 2056 megabit uh, encryption. Something, yeah. Whatever. Encryption. So even if you find them, you're never going to listen to them. There's like uh, fucking 20 of them, too. It's amazing. He kept his promise. Uh, Kevin J. Flaherty nominates Vada Hari because she's a terrible person. I don't know if she fits in with the theme of our podcast. What is the theme of our podcast? We're mostly religious. We're mostly this. religious. Who's she has a, she is a terrible person, though. Who's Vani Hari? Vani Hari is the food babe. You're not familiar with the food babe? No. Google the food babe and then tell me the first thing you see. Oh, Vani Hari. She's known as the food babe, an American yeah. author and activist known for her criticism of the food industry. Yes, but it's like crazy, insane criticism. It's not like grounded in science or facts. It's just a bunch of crap. It's like, oh, chemicals. Boo! You know. I'd like to nominate anyone who takes any advice from anyone named The Food Babe. <laughs> Kerwin J. Flaherty. Chuck has expanded upon Vanahari to all her fan base. And she's got a fan base. She's got it rocking now. She's selling books and all sorts of shit. She's doing well, but it's all crap. Well, there okay. you have it. Yeah. Dana Buhler. Buhler? Buhler? Uh, says, what Kevin J. Flaherty said. I still call him Kevin, and his name is Kerwin. I don't know why. <laughs> Kerwin, again, too difficult. I don't, I don't believe Kerwin's a name. I nominate Kerwin J. Flaherty, because it's not a name. Come on. Is it? No. It should be Kevin. He will remain a skunk dick until he, name, he switches his <laughs> name to Kevin. Kevin Flaherty, change thy name. Uh, well, thanks, everyone. That was fun. Uh, next up, iTunes reviews and the iTunes reviews of the year. I turn this over to my co-host and the actual main host of the show. So technically, I'm the co-host. I turn it over to the host, Chuck uh, Morrison. Just like the Mormon Church, it's a democratic show here. We're both co-hosts. Oh, we are? We co-host it? We were, but both, you're the, we're both duly elected. <laughs> you're the lead editor. <laughs> I do. I do. I'm an unelected host, Chuck. That is true. Now, <laughs> uh, one of my favorites is Chief 108, the one-star sad state review. I find it sad that this production's purpose is to attack the faith of others. That is sad. One of is my that favorites. what we do? We don't do that. Matt, without further ado, the 2015 Irreligiosity podcast review of the year. It's a podcast. Five stars by the Antos. Irreligiosity is a podcast. What did you do to Mims Carter? Listen. You'll never find that lady again. She's gone. Wait, Mims Carter was a lady? I never knew. Mims Carter's a man? I don't know. Move on, move on! (laughs) Segway, for God's sakes. (laughs) Segway this shit. Uh, Well, thanks, Chuck, for that iTunes uh, review of the year, and congratulations to... Who was it again? I think his name was The Antos. The Antos? The Antos. 
All right, well, well done. Uh, your check's in the mail, I suppose. Um, before we get to the skunk dick of the year, it's time to remember the skunk dick. Now, this is an opportunity for you, the listener, to play at home. But mostly it's an opportunity for Chuck because he's here. This is the part where I should say a phrase, Chuck, and you should say the dick. Yeah, if, uh, you're, if you're listening at home, feel free to call in with your answers. Yeah, yeah, we do that now. So do that. All right, dick the one. Are you ready, Chuck? Bring it, Matt. I think I got 100% last year. I do what I want. Fuck the law. Fuck the Constitution. I do what I want. Fuck the law. Fuck the Constitution. Now, when you're considering these, remember that these are from skunk dick conversations. Not necessarily what the skunk dick might have said, but it's from the larger context. Because that sounds like something I would have said. It is something that you actually said. Yeah. (laughs) But not as yourself. Oh, right. As the skunk dick. And that's what you're trying to figure out. Fuck the law. I do what I want. Uh, Clive and Bundy. Clive and Bundy. No. I'm sorry, Chuck. First skunk dick out the gate. And you're a big fat loser. Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. Not a bad choice. But it was Roy Moore. Roy. Oh, yeah. Ten Commandments. Roy Moore. Didn't he uh, advise all of the clerks to not respect the Supreme Court decision? He did that. He also wrote a letter to the governor of Alabama to defy the federal ruling on on uh, same-sex marriage bans. He's like, fuck law. How is he still a sitting judge? This amazes me. I don't know. I don't know. He, you know, he was actually removed at one point for the Ten Commandments monument, which he wouldn't take down, but then he got back. So, Alabama? <laughs> Way to go. Fuck you. Alabama yeah. skunk dick of the year. Uh, next. Had he not been so narcissistic, I can't even say this one. I should have really thought about these words before I started drinking. (laughs) Had he not been so narcissistic, narcissistic, he'd still be alive. Had he not been so narcissistic, he'd still be alive. Still be alive if he wasn't so narcissistic. Um, Mims Carter. Mims Carter. No. Damn it. Bill Donahue of the Catholic League. This is from earlier in the year. He wrote an article after the attack in Paris on uh, Charlie Hebdo that said that basically blamed the victims for the attack. Oh, uh, you made fun of religion and yes. you thought it was coming to you. This was the he one was, where he said, I must unequivocally condemn these attacks. And then exactly. he equivocates. And he equivocated. <laughs> yeah. The whole rest yeah. of the article. And then in his article, he was talking about, I can't, I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, like the editor-in-chief there. Uh, yeah, he was so narcissistic that if he wasn't, he'd still be alive. So it was yeah. completely his fault. It's his fault. Yeah, right. You can't, it's like the Pope said, man, you can't make fun of my religion. I cannot. Um, I'll punch you in the face. I cannot confirm or deny what you're saying now because that might come up later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, Chuck, and, and for everybody at home, a lie, a choice. <laughs> That is from Star Trek Six. That is indeed from Star Trek Six. But what was the skunk dick in which this quote was associated? Uh, that is all the information I have on that one. Star uh, Trek Six is my answer. I made a series of very horrible jokes about putting <laughs> a Harry Potter reference, a Dune reference. Uh, there was a book that was written. The boy who came back from heaven. Oh, that's right. The you boy remember the author who lied. The boy His name lied. was Malarkey. 
It was very good. I'm going to give this one to you. That's a point. Alex Malarkey. And then uh, he's ended up retracting the whole thing. So, For those of you at home, I am running 0%. (laughs) No, I gave you that one. You're at 33%. 33%. Yeah. Uh, Everybody at home is at 100%. They're down. They listen well, to the show, Chuck. They're, they're fans of the show. <laughs> Uh-oh. This is another one that was possibly said by you and not by the skunk dick. <laughs> Turn the other cheek, except when someone says shit about your mother, and I will fuck you up. <laughs> that was the Pope. That was the Pope. That was Very the Pope. Yes. Someone, you know, talks bad about my mother. Just like Jesus said, I'll punch you in the face. That's right. We can't mock religion. For those who mock religion... A punch in the nose awaits. <laughs> Pope Francis. Advocating oh. violence just like Jesus. Uh, next up. Well, you, you're, you're doing really well now. You're at um, 40%, if my math is correct. Or even 50. No, 40. No. 40. <laughs> two out of four, 40%. Two out of five. No, wait. Two out of... F- oh, you're right. My math is not correct. Well, that's a big surprise. I... Maybe the only sober one here. <laughs> Chuck, I can't abandon Chick-fil-A in their time of need. What? That, was that something I said again? Uh, I think I said that one. You said that one. But what was the skunk dick in which this line was associated? Uh, I'm going to say Hobby Lobby on that one. It's Hobby, Hobby Lobby. Lobby. Hobby Lobby, the skunk dick. Hobby Lobby was the previous year. Damn it. You bastard. It was Janet Porter and her fake documentary style film. Nothing less than the oh criminalization. God. <laughs> that came out of our conversation because it's all about like, basically that whole film is just about like, gay people get to do stuff now. <laughs> I can't believe that didn't make a showing at Sundance. Uh, seriously. All right. You slipped back down in the percentages, but I'm way beyond that math. I'm just like so far from that math. I can't. Uh, here's your next one. Fuck you, assholes. I'm right. <laughs> Chuck Matt, Morrison, anytime. Anyways. Matt, you <laughs> may need to be a little more specific next year. Uh, you said this. This is something you said. Yeah, it's in every episode. It's an Including this one. Fuck you, assholes. I'm right. <laughs> this is how a certain person feels when they speak about certain medical issues and, and they don't feel they have... Although, on many other issues, they're very concerned with facts and things of that nature. But on these issues, like vaccines and flu shots, they're not so much. Uh, Perhaps Ben Carson? Oh, no. You got a letter correct. You got a B. (laughs) B. That was was Bill Maher and his stupid vaccine. Oh, yeah, Bill Maher. Shit, he went on about his show. Yeah, flu shot. Oh, Bill Maher. I never really liked Bill Maher. You were a fan, I know. And you were you had decided to watch it but not be amused by it. That was your Yes. I was not amused. That's correct. Uh I'd apologize, but I've seen zero Patreon dollars. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the skunk dick? I believe that was Matt Wakefield when he came back from his three month break. <laughs> that is exactly right. Uh for recording no new podcasts while you were I'm air quoting now, studying for the medical board. Yes, exactly. Only in reality, he just went to Disneyland. <laughs> I wish. 
Uh, the last time I went to Disneyland, they had that stupid fucking Jack Skeleton over the Haunted Mansion. Oh, I could kill him. I love Jack Skellington. No, worse. Worst. Uh, anyway, Benjamin Franklin, huge evangelical Christian. Oh, yeah. Uh, ben Carson on that one. Didn't he uh, say, uh, he, uh, hey, look, in, in the war, we were daily calling upon God, but now in this Constitution... No one wants to say God, and so let's get down and pray. And they did. They did. And they wrote the Constitution. They totally did. They all got down and prayed, and boom, Constitution, shat out. Yeah. From- Unfortunately, reality was, like, uh, completely different. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was offering that as an olive branch to get people to calm down, and no one was interested right. in praying. It never happened. That's the problem with Ben Carson, you know, is, and Christians in general, you don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. No, no. That would be ridiculous. Are you kidding me? It's like how I tell stories about my life. Like, yeah. Some things are true that are not very useful. Yeah. Uh, Conversely, Matt, yeah. some things are useful that are not very true. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> like this whole prayer thing with Benjamin Franklin. Oh, that's right. Very useful, not very true. Uh, next deck test, Chuck. To be fair, he wasn't a father when he was fondling. <laughs> Josh Duggar. Josh Duggar. That was an easy one. Josh not, Duggar. Not uh, a father yet. He was fondling his sisters, I believe. Yes. At that time. He wasn't a father. Now, this this is a multiple skunk deck, Chuck. Oh, multiple skunk deck. Yeah. They're, in this context of this conversation... It wasn't just Dugger, Dugger, Josh Duggar, but also some others got a mention. Honorable mentions, if you will. Um, how about Mike Huckabee for supporting Josh Duggar? Very good. Mike the Huckster Huckleby Huckleberry. You can probably just guess the last one. Who else was supporting him? Uh, or at least hiding him. <laughs> I have no idea. Pat his, Robertson? His parents. <laughs> his parents, of course. The parents. I'm sure Pat Robertson was in there somewhere. Yeah, probably. If he wasn't, he probably tried. Hey. Yeah. Um, they consider a woman's vagina the same as the magic trick, where you pull out a handkerchief and you keep pulling and pulling, and it never ends. <laughs> the quiver full movement. Holy shit! Are you kidding me? That, uh, which you, I believe, abbreviated to QFM. The QFM. You could not continue to say quiver full movement. As quiver full. It's too much. Uh, wow, really And good. also the Duggars. In general. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Well, they're part of it. They're part of the QFM. Uh, my wife told me I couldn't do the interview. <laughs> With Steve Harvey. Oh, <laughs> because his face was too expressive. Yeah. He could not what? interview Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, his very, yeah. face was too expressive. He can't wrap his mind around that situation. Yep. Just can't. And, and Steve Harvey, as we all know, has a genius mind. Oh, God. As my, it's like Donald Trump in its sharpness. <laughs> it's amazing. If Fact. Steve Harvey can't wrap around his genius mind, uh, yeah, what hope hopeless. do we have? Exactly. Hopeless. <laughs> uh, Iceman's gay. Iceman's gay. <laughs> Iceman is gay. Oh, uh, Val Kilmer, Top Gun. Val Kilmer Top Gun. Yep, Iceman's game. No, it was no. fucking Franklin Graham. This was a weird conversation. If 
Franklin Graham came out first because uh, he thinks Christians should boycott businesses to promote a gay lifestyle. And what business did he want to boycott? Wells Fargo Bank. Because they had an ad with like a lesbian couple in it or some shit. Um, and they oh, might have right. and they might have donated some money to like a gay pride event. Yeah. Um, and then there was also a salute to couples that have been together for like a long time, for years and years. And in that salute, there was a gay couple. And, and then also he included Marvel Comics because they're indoctrinating our young people into the gay lifestyle with a gay Iceman. Oh, yeah. Iceman. Yeah. Do you see how Christianity is being criminalized now? Oh, totally. Yeah. You can't even put your money into a bank and expect it not to support gay people. Seriously. So gay, banks. <laughs> um, these fish don't have timestamps on. Oh, my God. That was some lunatic creationist who dug up uh, some bones in his backyard. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he would not, he believes the Earth's 6,000 years old. He would not of course. Uh, accept the uh, radiometric dating. But of course, they do have timestamps on them. Exactly. Radiometric dating. What's the guy, did he live in Canada? He did live in Canada. Yeah. His name was Edgar Nuremberg. Yeah, he, he dug up these five fossil fish, 60 million years old. Uh, and they turned out to be very useful in helping uh, understand how animals evolved after large dinosaurs died out. So thank you, Edgar Nuremberg. Thank you, lunatic creationist. Once again, uh, science progresses through the uh, means of lunatic creationists. Right. As always. <laughs> I'm going to force that fucker to marry two gay people. <laughs> <laughs> Not Edgar Nuremberg. That was a different person. Oh, you weren't just continuing the conversation. This is the next thing. <laughs> um, God, I can't remember who the guy was, but uh, you were saying, no one says this. Yeah. No one's going to force you to marry two gay people, but I said I would. I would crawl into that house, in that church, and make him, force him to marry two gay people. That was Franklin Graham again. Uh, same guy? He was not happy with the Supreme Court ruling on gay marriage. That's surprising. Yeah, I know. I was like, what? Um he believes that God will bring judgment upon America. They were, and he, was, he also did like a little uh, Santa Claus rap. He's like, he's watching. He's, <laughs> he knows when he's sleeping. Better not cry. Uh, he said he would refuse to marry any same-sex couple. And that's when I said, oh, nobody's going to come to him. And you're like, I will. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then he made, he made my favorite statement, I think, of the whole like, entire last year. The cultural purging of the southern states has begun. <laughs> Cultural yeah, it has. Uh, It's about goddamn time. Uh, and, and you know, you've noticed, Matt, in the last six months, God has uh, visited His judgment upon the country. It's, uh, oh yeah, just like they said, uh, civilization has fallen apart. Yep. Yep. Uh, I believe in some sort of like um, Walking Dead barter economy going on now. Some shit like that. Yeah. I don't know. Militias are taking over federal refuges, Chuck. God so. has visited upon us his wrath in the form of, like, 14 entirely moronic Republican presidential candidates. Oh, yeah. It was horrible. I, Rihanna's album, after like a year, just finally dropped. So, yeah. There you go. And con continuing this, the gates have been flung open to the gay agenda. <laughs> Was that Michelle Bachman? Oh, my God. I can't believe you got that. <laughs> Back in the news, your crush, Michelle Bachman. You might be surprised that she also disagrees with gay marriage. 
And no matter what the court ruling is, it does not upend millennia of truth. Uh, Great stuff. Continuing on, this was a uh, quite a popular t- uh, topic for the whole year. You're familiar with the gay agenda? Recused. <laughs> they wanted uh, Ginsburg and... Elena Kagan, I think, to yeah, accuse Kagan. themselves because they were not objective because they had already officiated over gay marriages. Very good. But who was the dick? Oh, yeah. There was a specific person tied into this whole conversation. Yeah, he was the one who was saying that they should recuse themselves. Yeah, they should recuse themselves. May uh, God forgive our Supreme Court majority for its arrogance and its self-appointed apotheosis. Apotheosis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Franklin Graham. Oh, Texas Republican representative. No? No. I got Louis Gomez. I got nothing. Louis Louis Gomez. Ted Cruz. No, I'm saying the name right now. Louis Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> so shut up and stick your finger up my ass. <laughs> shut up. That's the next thing. Matt, that was uh, during the Kim Davis episode. Oh, my shit, God. When yes. you uh, demanded, because of your sincerely held religious <laughs> beliefs, that Kentucky County clerks do rectal exams. I didn't remember any of this shit. I had to listen to every fucking episode. <laughs> like, get this shit. Yeah. I can't you remember this shit. All right. It's going straight to the church coffers. Where's the money going? Straight to the church coffers. It's a tithe. Oh, uh, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, oh, yes, I got it. It's the uh, Planned Parenthood money that Governor yeah. Gary Herbert had tied up. He collected it, but Gary he didn't disperse. Herbert. He refused to disperse it. Right. Where's the money? Right into the church coffers. Yeah. Uh, you know what was great about this whole story is um, because of those uh, so-called videos, Texas, fucking Texas, convened a grand jury to indict Planned Parenthood and investigate, you know, uh, any criminal wrongdoings or illegal goings yeah, on. The evil Planned Parenthood. Yeah. And then they came back and they said, like, no, they're fine. But we'd like to indict the makers of the videos. In a stunning <laughs> turn of events. I thought never would that ever happen. Not From Texas. In Texas. From That's Texas. how egregious it was. <laughs> oh, and I had to listen to the lieutenant governor of Utah uh, on a radio show. Defend those videos. Yeah. Uh, who, who the, I don't know if you know the Lieutenant Governor, I can't even remember his name, but he's actually not a bad guy. He, he's, he's sharp, he's, he's smart, he's well spoken, but like he was like, oh, I saw the videos. And it's like, oh, you fucking Carly Fiener, Fiorina making up. No. Yeah, that's no. the whole thing. They're, they're edited, they got other shit in there that yeah. is, has nothing to do with Planned Parenthood. It's uh, the definition of a, of a hit piece. Um, and, you know, people people need to take this stuff seriously. You're not just, you know, I understand you think you're right, uh, but you are harming women's health. These actions have consequences. Our stupid governor withheld uh, all the Planned Parenthood money during this whole debacle. Right. And, and none of that money goes to abortions. None of it. None of the federal money goes to abortions. It all goes to std prevention it goes to education it goes to pap smear cervical exams it goes to women's health you assholes so you do these hit pieces you're not just impacting abortion you're impacting the health of millions of women yeah uh there was a sub dick in this section 
it was, uh, I don't know if you remember, but Ben Carson uh, came up in this section because, you yes. know, like speaking out about it now, it turns out that he did research with On fetal, fetal tissue. tissue. Yeah. 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 Aborted fetal tissue. Ben Carson, the asshole who uh, totally against abortion, totally against Planned Parenthood, yeah. and ends up using fetal tissue but you know it was it's okay because he he harvested like that was his only he just harvested the fetal tissue right or he used fetal tissue yeah. that had already been harvested so yeah. there's a difference there man it's subtle but uh well chuck that's the problem when you use mythology as your history oh my god you that's pr- the problem you, you privilege the mythology as history uh i don't know what we were talking about the skunk dick was ben carson <laughs> and the topic was girl it was the pyramids the yeah there you that's go. right they're just rain holding pyramids oh jesus by the way where where the hell is ben carson now has this campaign imploded it's where? pretty much yeah he's down in the also rams again now it's all about oh, Ted Cruz. he's taking the herman cain route that strong early showing and then just whew, yeah the republicans are all like should we vote for a black? No, no, yeah. no, no. But see how tolerant made us look for a while. <laughs> we now let's get the crazy that. white guys back up. <laughs> uh, the most dangerous place for a baby today inside the mother's womb. Yes, inside the mother's womb. Yes. The uh, Carly Fiorina. No. Damn it. She never made a skunk dick, did she? What the hell is she wrong with did. us? She should have. Oh, she should have. Yeah. Honorary. No, who said who said that? This was Jim and Lori Baker. Um, <laughs> this was a weird, long conversation this... they had on the show, uh, which I don't even know what the show is anyone. Anyway. 700 Club? Or, no, no, that's Pat fucking Robinson. But um, first, first they oversold their lifetime mission memberships to their luxury hotel, um, and then when they when they sold out, they just kept selling them and keeping the money. It was like millions of dollars. Of course. And then, of course, they call it out Planned Parenthood for being uh, secret satanic temples, right? Yep. And then they describe, well, and then in the same conversation, right into evolution as this crazy process where, like, an, if evolution is true, like, an ear would be where your mouth is and your nose would be on your eye, you know? <laughs> We're trying to keep the satanic temples a secret. I know. Damn it. How did they find out? God. Who's talked? Who talked? Who squealed? That's the true skunk dick, whoever squealed. Um, here's our penultimate uh, test from last year, skunk dick from last year. I'm not sure who out crazied the other. Oh, my God. Two Christian pastors who uh, were falling all over themselves oh about God, the yeah. Paris massacre. Yep. Eagles of death metal. Oh, worse than Satan. Right. Yeah, they just- One of them was the douchebag who we talked about before. I don't remember either. Kevin names, Swanson. But- was the one we talked yeah. about before, and then Steven Anderson is the up-and-coming douchebag. Right, the guy who um, we talked about before because he didn't want to teach his daughters yeah. to be independent. He wanted to teach them to be dependent. Uh, and finally, here's your last one, Chuck. Are you ready? Ready. In the words of Mormon Jesus, fuck your children. Oh, God. That was so long ago. Kirk Cameron. <laughs> Kirk Cameron, yep. That's a direct quote from Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. That's gotta be Kirk Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the Mormon Church. They won't baptize children. Oh, the gays. That's right. You are not allowed to be a member of the church if your parents are gay. That's right. Well, Chuck, uh, we've come to the end. 
of this podcast, of the Skunkies. There's but one award left to give out. And that is? It is my empty cup. God damn it. I'm out of liquor. Are you pretending that there's uh, liquid in your cup? Uh, As you're recording this podcast. Hold on. Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> You're moving it too fast, you bastard. <laughs> Skunk Dick of the Year. Here are your nominees. Josh Duggar. We all know why. Oh, yeah. Josh Duggar for multiple reasons. Multiple. Not only the, the fondling, but the, he was president of some family values research yeah. council. And he uh, signed up for not only just for Ashley Madison, Matt, but... Uh, he paid extra to be guaranteed an affair. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, cheating on his wife with a, a hooker or a dancer. I don't know what the fuck yeah. it was. Yeah, he just he just really pulled off a hat trick. Like, he, he nailed it in 2015. Yeah. He really uh, nailed that's, it. That's pretty tough. Is there, who could have beat him, do you think? Is there anybody else? That's a lot of effort to put in that yeah. year, I think. Uh, our second nominee for the Skunk Dick of the Year, Kim Davis. Also yeah. with a strong showing, she came up and and didn't go away for a while. Then she went away. Then she came back. Uh, it was a really strong showing, but Kim did. It wasn't maybe not in the same league as Duggar, but I, I don't I know, think- Matt. Duggar never went to jail for his bigotry. That is right? true. She was willing to sit in That's jail true. to cling to her bigotry. That was so important to her. She's willing to sit in jail for what five days. Yeah, he didn't do any of the jail time he deserved. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is gonna be she, tough. She may win. Um, our third nominee for Skunk Dick of the Year. Uh, pretty much every Republican running for president this year. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't even want to cover. We've already covered everything they've said. It's just. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta give a little edge to uh, Ben Carson and Donald Trump. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Rubio's tried. He's tried to be a little anti-gay, a little you know, quote unquote, family values, but it just. It, it just doesn't fly out of his mouth. I think his voice yeah. is too... It's like me. Voice is too high. Nobody takes you seriously. <laughs> Cruz is so... Every time he speaks, like the hair on the back of my neck stands up. <laughs> I don't understand why he's polling at all. But there you have it. Yeah. Uh, and finally, our last uh, nominee for Skunk Dick of the Year, uh, Amun Bundi. Is that... Oh, it? yeah. Amun Oh, Bundy. yeah. Because the appropriate thing to do when you have a grievance with the federal government is to go in with guns blazing, right? Oh, yeah. you got to load yourself up with fucking guns and uh, occupy uh, federal territory, because that's how laws are changed in this country, aren't they, really? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. By totally. occupying federal territory armed to the teeth. And then you've planned that's so tradition. well for this. <laughs> that's tradition, Chuck. Hey, you've planned so well that you... Uh, Put a call out on the internet for snacks. Hey, hey guys, can you, can you send us some snacks, please? I'm hungry. And the internet responded. With but dicks. <laughs> like, yeah, massive rubber dicks. It's awesome. Uh, Congratulations, uh, internet. Really, my skunk dick nominee for him was based solely upon his... Uh, he just didn't carry through. You know what I mean? Like, he got arrested and he was just like... He kind of gave up. Oh, I'm afraid to go home. It's like, yeah. where's the commitment? Yeah, he said... Oh. He said, uh, we'll carry on the, the fight here through the courts. Yeah. You, you might want to have tried that first. I, lo- I love that. Yeah, he's like, uh, we'll do it now the way we should have done it. First. <laughs> now that I'm arrested. Can I get a mulligan on that? 
Now that somebody has died, uh, I think I get it now. Oh, mate, perhaps I should not have uh, yeah. occupied with a bunch of guns and right. ammunition oh, like, these past three weeks. Federal. It's like it's like it's a fucking game, and then they really they yeah. got, holy shit, they shot somebody. Oh, that's right, we're not. They can shoot us. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're not black, nice. though. I don't. <laughs> what the fuck? It's not supposed to happen to white people in America. Oh, well, that's yeah. our nominees. But the skunk dick, as we all know, there can be only one. Uh, would you like to announce the winner, Chuck? Or- well, he, who are you going to vote for, man? Oh, Who's yeah. yeah. Oh, this is so hard. It's so hard. I'm, go- I'm going with Josh Duggar. That's just, I mean, that was a, a monumental show. I mean, he really pulled it off from every angle, literally. Yeah, I'm going to give it to, uh, Kim Davis made a strong showing, but I'm going to give it to uh, Ammon Bundy for being kind of the exemplification of white privilege in this yeah. country. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm sticking with Josh Duggar. That's also kind of white privilege. <laughs> yeah. 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 People defend you after being such a massive asshole. Uh, you go in armed to the teeth and occupy a federal uh, building, and most of you don't get shot. Uh, it's, yeah. That's, that's okay. Like, what well, you know, that day. I mean, they, they just sit there and they broadcast all this shit for three weeks. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Just do whatever we want. Look at us. We're untouchable. Until, yeah. like, one day we're like, oops. <laughs> oh, roadblock! Run it! No, don't run it, Finnicum. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get the envelope. And the winner is Chuck. Would you do the honors? The winner of the 2015 Skunk Dick of the Year, Kirk Cameron's magical anus. <laughs> Matt, uh, it really, what? it really came down to uh, Kim Davis, Ammon Bundy, Josh Duggar. All these people only have a natural uh, skunk dickery. Kirk uh, Cameron's skunk dickery is supernatural. It goes it beyond. Truly, <laughs> truly miraculous. Are you telling me the Duggar, the Davis, the Bundy anus? They're just standard anuses. They are standard issue normal anuses. Kirk Cameron, Matt, if you give Kirk Cameron some sort of question about Christianity yes. or Christmas or any sort of thing, give him maybe 10 or 15 seconds, he will pull uh, <laughs> some sort of justification out of that magical anus. Chuck, you're wrong. It's you're all wrong. wrong. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> and I'll just sit here patiently and listen to you tell me why yeah. I'm wrong. And then thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Matt, thank you. for telling me. Don't forget me. to thank me. Uh, <laughs> while I go on, Chuck, go back when you were a baby sitting in your crib. Now take away the baby. Don't panic. It's not the important part. And all that's left are Chuck's shit-filled diapers. Somehow, Matt, I'm going to make a point with this. <laughs> remove yourself from this scene. Don't panic. <laughs> You're the most important thing aside from Kirk Cameron in this scene. Here's Jesus, Mary, and Joseph in a cart. Take away the horse, the cart, Jesus, Mary, Joseph. What have you got left? I don't know, but it's important. Cloths. You've got Sorry. this swaddling cloth I've pulled out cloth. of my anus. That's right. Uh, a pile of donkey shit. I don't know. but I and, and that, everyone, is why we don't give money to poor people at Christmas time. <laughs> right. Jesus' adult diaper. <laughs> That's why.
drinking main root sarsaparilla what yeah that's that's some some sort of clive and bundy drink listen man it's fair trade certified really yeah is it so what is sarsaparilla is that like root beer i think sarsaparilla is a different type of root oh you know you're a a farmer when you can just you're like your beverage (laughs) choice is squeezed root (laughs) well kids that's all we got. Squeezed root. <laughs> That's all we got tonight. I squeezed some root juice for you. Do we have any dirt water? No. Hello. <laughs> That's we got his root juice. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be a bad one to edit, Chuck. It's gonna be terrible.